Second and victory. Another week, another episode, another dub. The Titans are 8-2 and two atop of the AFC, and we are here to talk about it all. You are listening to the Second and Victory Podcast. What's up, everybody? My name is Austin Nelson. I am joined by my two co-hosts, Chris Carter and Brett Batchelor. Brett's going to be late to the party, but he will be here very shortly. Before we get into it, stop the podcast and go hit subscribe. It's almost Thanksgiving, and I know when you are around that table, next week make sure you tell your family about what you're thankful for and i know you will say the second in victory podcast because that's what i'm going to say and chris i know you'll say it too uh make sure you spread the word about this podcast tell the guy you sit beside at the game to subscribe tell the guy you buy your beer from at the gas station to subscribe but make sure you subscribe as well and leave a review for us we'd appreciate it um we are brought to you by broadwaysportsmedia.com and 440 sports Broadway Sports Media, I say it every single week, but it's really the place right now to get your latest Titans news and coverage. If you want the best local news, not the national bullshit that they're giving out right now, but the best local news, broadwaysportsmedia.com is the place to go. And the Preds are ramping up right now. Um, make sure you get you know the great Preds coverage over there. And, of course, National SC. So if you are not subscribed to national, broadwaysportsmedia.com, make sure you do that. And also get us on Twitter at Second and Victory. And uh, – you can't see it, but I'm rocking the uh, Certified Titans fan shirt from our merch store, secondandvictory.com. It is badass. Um, if you're a Drake fan like Chris and I are from his uh, – I've got the idea from the album, the Certified Lover Boy, Certified Titans fan. So, really good shirt. Make sure you go check that out as well as a lot of other things we have on the website. So, that's that. What's up, CC? How's it going? Not man. How are you? Man, just how of all these wins. It's crazy, isn't it? It's wild. Dude, on, I mean, before the year, Titan, we had hope of high expectations of a, a playoff year, a Super Bowl run. They got the roster for it. We just didn't know the roster would, would be as funky and crazy as it is, and we'll kind of dive into that <laughs> well, in a second. Yeah, we didn't know we'd be, like, uh, pulling people off the street at, at this point in the season. But We didn't think Derrick Henry would not be here right now. We didn't think Julio right. Jones would not be here right now. Um, so we, we got, uh, Deontay Foreman, Adrian Peterson and Nick Westbrook. I can't hold it down at the moment. <laughs> Cannot believe we're saying that, but and Jeff again, Swain is tied in one. Jeff Swain, <laughs> hold it down. Um, yeah, wild times right now, but again, they're finding ways to get it done. It's not pretty at the moment, but it doesn't have to be They eight, they're eight and two. And that's, that's all that matters. So, um, it's not pretty, but it's beautiful, right? It's not pretty, but it's just, that's kind of the mantra right now this season, I feel like, is what it's coming down to. Um, good game Sunday. What a great game. What was your uh, initial thoughts from it? Um, it, it kind of ended up being the game that I thought it was going to be. Um, obviously, the Titans kind of, you know, got an early lead and, and held on to that for most of the game. I thought it would be closer even with, you know um, – a backup quarterback, no Alvin Kamara playing for the Saints. But, um, I mean, we know Mark Ingram can still run. Uh, and Simeon is not a bad quarterback. Like, he's – you know, we've had the conversation over the years about, like, the quality of QB2s in the NFL. And I, I think he's probably in that upper echelon of, of backup quarterbacks. So, I, di- I didn't expect it to be, like, just a um, – 
uh, us cleaning the floor with them or anything. So it ended up kind of being the game I thought it was going to be. Uh, got a little too close for comfort uh, there at the end, but you know, defense got to stop on a two point conversion and that, that kind of sealed the deal. Um, Chris, I'll be honest, man. If I, I think if Kamara plays or even if you know Michael Thomas plays, I think the Saints have a really good chance to win that game. Uh, I think they just need a one playmaker out there. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and well, I you know, I, and I think that the game could have gone a different way had there been a few offensive play calls different made differently for the Saints. Um, there were a few really boneheaded play calls. I thought that uh, they could have made something happen, and it just didn't come to fruition. Um, but the uh, the the way the game kind of played out, it was uh, it was interesting to see uh, the Titans' defense um, kind of step up again uh, in that first half. And and I mean Jeffrey Simmons is just on another level right now. He is playing at at an absolute elite level uh, on the defensive line. Uh, Kevin still Kevin Byers still playing really well. Um, the the guy that kind of had a rough game and and uh, it's the complete opposite of what we saw the last the two games prior was uh, Chris Jackson. Bad game. Bad. I, people um, sitting around me. Hey Austin, who's thirty five? Who's who's Jackson? You know, they need a cut hit. I'm like, y'all haven't been paying attention this season, then, because Chris Jackson no, has been the when Fulton went down. Thank God, Chris Jackson was there. Um, yeah. So you know, it did, a rough game for him, yeah. no doubt. But it, it, one game, and it would kind of hurt though. It was, it was you know Marquez Callaway and Traquan Smith that he was getting getting beat by. It wasn't it wasn't Kamara, it wasn't Michael Thomas. It was right those two names. So that was kind of concerning. Yeah, and I. I think he's the type of player he's going to bounce back. He's a, he seems to be a really smart, um, very knowledgeable player. So hopefully he can bounce back. And um, I mean, he's a guy we, we need, obviously the, the way that we're kind of having to rotate uh, the cornerback depth right now. Um, Fulton played a lot more than I thought he would. Um, I didn't really expect to get a full game out of him, uh, you know, coming, coming off the injury, but he was, uh, I think he played Obviously, excellent. Came back at at playing at the level that he was at before the injury, and uh, but to to get that many snaps from him, I thought that was super valuable. I agree, and I think another uh, you know solid outing from Monty Rice. Uh, Jayon looked like Jayon Sunday, um, but yeah, to go back to your point, Jeffrey Simmons, obviously a, a Pro Bowl year. I would be shocked if he's not a All Pro. I would be shocked as well. Yeah, I think the Titans have a really good shot to have two All-Pro players on defense this season with KB yeah. and him. So playing at such a high level, and, and we know the we know just from what's been said over you know over the offseason and, and even more recently, like the, his his counterparts in the NFL respect him, um, and, and I think coaches really respect him, and uh, just the the level he's playing at is just insane. Jeff's getting triple teamed now. Yeah, triple teamed. Mm-hmm. That's Aaron still making plays. Yeah. yeah. Pretty crazy. Brett, what were your thoughts on the game, man? Man, I tell you what, uh, overall, pleased. Um, but, you know, still working through the Kings offensively, but I think that's yeah. expected. You know what I'm saying? But I think, again, a nice a nice showing from Deontay Foreman. I think he's probably inserted himself to be that, quote, unquote, lead back of the running back by committee. 
Um, but and Deontay showed a lot in the pass game. That, that screen pass that he took for 45 yards, I think, showed a lot that the offense can can move some ways through Deontay. Adrian Peterson uh, said after the game, he's you know still working on his form. I think Jeremy McNichols is probably just going to be a third down back now um, with some of the rushes that he put on. But I mean, overall, a good game. Obviously, you're you're going to have sloppy parts of every single game, but. You know, overall, I mean, it's, it's a sixth straight win. You, you got the stronghold on the division and the conference, and, you know, now you're just moving on to Houston. So that's what I'm talking about next is the offense, and just the it, it, it's starting to concern me. I'll be honest. I get that they the Titans, these last two games without Derrick Henry, they have also played really good defenses with the Rams and the Saints. There's no denying that. But it's not the normal Titans football that we've been seeing the first half of the season. Um a total of 264 yards. They're outgained again. Um, the last two games, they've averaged 229 yards and only 67 yards on the ground. Obviously, you can't replicate Derrick Henry. Dude would have had that in the first half of both games. But to have averaged that for the last two games, they got to find a way to run the ball. You have to because, obviously, putting the weight of the world on Tannehill right now is not working. Um, the offense isn't moving as efficiently as it, it as it once did. Thank God Marcus Johnson showed out Sunday. Good game for him. I know it was awesome that he had a good game. Um, but something else too that I, I wanted to to run this by y'all too. Show, tell you this: uh, the Titans are last in the league in explosive play rate over the last two weeks. I'm I'm not surprised, man. I, that's that's no. one of the things that I that's one of the things that I noticed too, because like. I was talking the other day with somebody and I was like, man, you in now the Rams game, is, it's kind of different because the field position starting field position was so good half the game, True. but in the saints game, what play did you see of a ball that was throwing more than 20 yards down the field? That has a bid and to kind of piggyback. Off exactly. That, they're 19th in explosive play right for the yeah. whole year. Like, like, like when other, like in the Seattle game, you saw Tannehill drop back and rare back on that throw to Julio. I know how, and you can do that with AJ. You can do it with some other guys on the rush, but how often have you seen it? Like almost and none. I'm not. But is ahead, is Tannehill getting getting the time to to He's be not. able to step back in the pocket and, and get that deep ball off? I, I, I will say the the last two games, like those are fantastic rushing defenses. Uh, so trying to not only establish two new running backs into the system, but to do it against those two defenses, I. Th- I think is probably extremely difficult. Um, so I, I'm anxious to see like how the rushing offense improves against a bad team this week. But it it would make me relieved to to know that it just for them to move the ball more efficiently, own time of possession, um, move the ball with ease, and you know just go out and meet the Texans with a 35 to 10 win. That's that's what I was going like to ask that. you. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, you know, granted, like the Texans are awful, but would it make you feel better if they go out and win like forty-one to ten? Like, yeah. even though they're playing a bad team, because even it, even in in Los Angeles, they didn't even like you said, Brett. We, the Titans had really good field position, a few drives, but before that, they didn't move the ball great. They had a punt a lot, and even new, in the New Orleans game, outside of that one mojo play, he he took, you know, had a good chunk of yards, and a few others. They they didn't move the ball that great. They got to get AJ involved. Have Four to, targets, man. one Have catch. To. I gotta, don't understand work on that AJ's at all. hands though, too. Yeah, and so, so 
AJ Brown has the highest drop percentage in the NFL right now, fourteen per six percent. Now, okay, but is that is that is that based off of how many like drops per target or total drops? Because if it's based off drops per target, he's not getting that many targets, so his percentage rate would be higher, would it not? I don't know to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know either. So, I mean, a few of these drop balls have been in his hands, but they've been behind him. This the no, the one against the Orange was definitely yeah, behind, behind him. Yeah, him. awkward things, but I think it goes against him because it hit his hands. I would assume. Um, I wouldn't say they've all been on AJ, but it's just been a weird season for him right now. Very, He's, very he, had weird, that, he had that stretch, but I still think you have to get your guy involved. And I think, yes, I don't know, man. I'm just not understanding it, especially with no Julio too. You got to get him involved if you want the offense to move. Because right now, I mean, right now Jeff Swain is your tight end one. And so, if you're wanting to move the ball more efficiently, AJ has to be involved. Seems like a confidence issue right now. I would um, think so too. And I think a, a turn up game against the Texans would, would hopefully do it. Yeah, totally agree. The, Chief, the, the Chiefs game was good. Talking about explosive plays. Yeah, the play that he had that was a good play. So more plays like that. And I agree with you, Chris. There's something a confidence thing. Uh, your, your thoughts on Tannehill's play last week? You say me? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Man. Hey, got lucky. Had a really bad pick that I, came back. That's the first thing I was going to say. Man, because, like, there's been some throws starting in the Indianapolis game. When you're – after he throws, it's like it's, – you kind of sit there and you're like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you, where are you looking at? So, man, I I don't know where that's coming from. I still think he's a good quarterback, obviously. So, he's very efficient. Um the the play is there. I I I wonder if obviously not having Derrick Henry hurts, but like I wonder if it's just something where he's trying to figure out, okay, how do I need to run the offense without Derrick and without Julio? And obviously there's not really a tight end one right now. So I I don't know if it's the 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 weapons that he doesn't have, if he's trying to figure out what to do, he's trying to do it all on his own because obviously, you know, he, he can run, he can still throw the deep ball. We've seen it all year long. So I mean on Sunday on Sunday, to me, it was kind of like an Alex Smith type game, like when Alex Smith was halfway through his career, where it's a game manager type thing. You you just got the job done, which is fine. But the later this goes into the season, you have to be more than a game manager, obviously, and especially if you want to win the Super Bowl because you saw what the Chiefs did when they got rid of Alex Smith, put in Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl. And I'm not saying that's what the Titans have to do. I'm just saying on Sunday, that's the vibe I got from Tannehill, was just a game manager type thing. He's much better than a game manager quarterback. I just wonder – if he's trying to figure out what to do with his new weapons and with his best weapons not playing right now. To be honest, I think Sunday he was probably asked to be a game manager because he played the game sick. Um, we know he was sick all weekend with a stomach bug. He even said, uh, I don't know if y'all, y'all probably didn't see it because you were at the game, but he did a post-game interview on TV and uh, made it pretty clear that he felt awful uh, or had been feeling awful. And uh, so he even said, I'm just thankful that I was able to get out here and play today. So, I, I think he was probably asked to be, you know, just manage the game, play play smart. Um, but I do agree that the, the, the offense has to get it together. Uh, and it starts with him. He's the leader of the team. He's the leader of the offense especially. So um, if if he's healthy, he's feeling good, uh, I expect an uptick uh, in the passing offense next week. And they just need a tune-up game, man. I think hopefully this is the one where they can kind of get right and – 
have a good week of practice and, and kind of figure out the kinks without Derek. And, you know, you're two weeks down now without him. I'm going back through Tannehill's game log since he's, you know, been in Tennessee. Take a guess. How many times he's thrown over 300 yards? What would you guys say? It's not much. I know it's not much. Since he's been the starter? Yeah. I would say five times, maybe. Four or five times. He's played, what, 40 games almost for the Titans now? Mm-hmm. Something like Somewhere that. around that. I'd say four times. Seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't even not think it was in double digits. Seven. And we've, I mean, Tannehill's not that. I don't think we've ever expected him to be that. Um, but without a, a running game right now who's averaging, you know, under 70 yards a game, you know, you got to throw more, you got to have more yards. And I think 212, he just had 218 Sunday against the Saints. But yeah, I don't know. Just obviously the explosive plays are concerning. Not a whole lot of play action um, like we're used to seeing. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of getting guys involved like your – obviously your AJs, um, getting Westbrook involved. I mean, Dez only got one target, one catch Sunday um, off that weird uh, red zone formation, if you guys remember that. That was, that was mm-hmm. odd, odd to see and how it was all stacked up and they throw the ball to Dez. But I don't know. Just you, you can only hope that it gets better from here because if not, they, they can definitely get beat. You know, they, yeah. you got to stop. You can't rely on the defense each week. We know they are playing really sound ball right now, but the offense, who we know has carried this team the last two seasons, has to get right. So, yeah, obviously we have faith. It's, it's not. It's not a great Texans. You know, defense either. I mean, it's not by like obviously their record is you know terrible. But, you know, kind of looking at some of the stats right here, they've only given up – where did it go? They've only given up, you know, four runs that have been 20-plus, 30-plus yards this season. They've only given up, you know, 15 uh, passing touchdowns. So, it's not, you know, a stellar defense by any means, and it's not a stellar team by any means. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of they're, – they're kind of a weird team. Like, like Mickey Ryan said today, you know, they've only run – they're 31st in plays run on total offense in the entire league. So they don't run that many plays. And he also said, too, you know, you'd think that they pass the ball out or they run the ball out. They're 31st, and I think it was in rush in rushing attempts as well. So the offense doesn't move the ball a lot. So it, they're kind of a, a, a weird team statistically because their record is so bad, but statistically they're not as bad. So it, it's kind of like, you know, going back into that Jets game, you just cannot fall asleep. Whatsoever. And it's kind of like the yeah. Cincinnati game last year. There's no way you can fall asleep because – Houston at any point would love to beat the Titans because we know how Houston feels about Nashville. But it's one of the games where you just you cannot afford to fall asleep whatsoever because Tyrod Taylor is an efficient bridge quarter. Like he's a he's a great bridge quarterback going from one quarterback to the next. And organization is looking for somebody to to fill in, and you know he can run the ball and he can throw the ball pretty well too. And he's got Brandon Cooks, so I mean you'll you'll see how we'll see on Sunday how the Titans fare up against him. They are. Second to last in the league in rushing yards per game given up. So it's going to be a, a damn good week for Foreman and, and Peterson to kind of to get it going. And also, Chris, you mentioned Dontro Hillman. If he, you know, suits up, if he's active Sunday, who knows if they see him. Um, surprisingly, they're middle of the road. They're actually better than the Titans in terms of passing defense, um, giving about 250 a game. So you can only hope that. Again, like I said, a tune-up game, and they're they're giving up 
28 points a game. So yeah. Titans have a good shot to 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 really, you know, smack the Texans Sunday, but they just got to go out and get it. Absolutely. And, I mean, like, when you look at the Texans' schedule right here, the, the good teams that they have played, they have not, you know, fared well against those teams. Like, they lost to the Bills 40 to nothing. They almost beat the Patriots, but that's what the Patriots got on their run. You know, they lost to the Bills 40 to nothing. They lost to the Colts 31 to 3. Lost to the Texans or lost to the Cardinals 31 to 5. Lost to the Rams 38 to 22. So the, the teams that they've played that are in playoff contention, they, you know, they, they have been wiped every single time. So that's when you look at the Titans case, when you're like, okay, just go in there, handle business like you're supposed to, and get ready for New England the next week. 100%. Um, speaking, of, I was kind of just talking about Dontre Hillman, you know, why the hell is he on the roster? Well, it's because the Titans are so banged up. Um, Chris, did you see the Reddit post that went around today about the Titans injuries? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. So uh, this was on the NFL subreddit. Um, Trick96, uh, a user that's very, very active on the Titans subreddit, put together this uh, comprehensive list of the offense and defensive breakdown of players who have missed games this season. Um, and it is wild uh, to, to really see it like this. I mean, just looking through this offensive list, you've got RB1 in Henry, RB2 in Evans, RB3 in McNichols, uh, FB1 in Blossom game, FB2 in Carter, uh, wide receiver one, AJ, wide receiver two, Julio, wide receiver three, Marcus, wide receiver four, Chester, wide receiver five, Cam. Like all of these players have have missed uh, a number of games this season. Um, I highly recommend everybody go check this out. Uh, it is It is absolute insanity. I just listed every offensive position except quarterback one. <laughs> I forgot Cam Bassett's even on the roster, man. Yeah. I mean, and was getting significant playing time before. Right. Cam, went, Cam went down in the Buffalo game on that kick return. Yeah. And I think, I think too, so they are 82 players they've used this season. I, the, the record's 84 in a season. And they yeah. smashed the record. Chris and I talked about it before you got here, Brett. I think they could break it this week. Yeah, absolutely. If, uh, good. if Kyle Pecco and Dontrell Hillman are active, that would put them at eighty-four, 84. which would tie the record. And they, I should, would not they, be surprised to see them active either. And it's week eleven; like they should smash that by the end of the year. Yeah, somebody said earlier today that that eighty-four record was set last year by the 49ers, mm-hmm. uh, in twenty, and then in twenty nineteen by the Dolphins. So, but I mean, after but man, that that's in the sixteen-game season. After sixteen games, like you said, Austin, this is the. You know, we're barely halfway through the season. And it's crazy that they found a way to be eight and two through all that. Somebody on that subreddit po- or on that Reddit post called us the Tennessee 49 RRs. I thought that was kind of funny. That's pretty good, man, actually. What's up with this team and nicknames, man? I'm glad you brought that up, Brad. <laughs> That's a good segue. I'm glad you brought that up. What do you? Don't I'm I'm against it. Don't even ask. I'm against it. I, I was just say, do you even care that they have a nickname? I mean, I think it's cool, but not that nickname. So you're against the Tennessee Tickle Monsters? Yeah, Why, I can't. The Tickle Monsters, man. Talking about this, man. I cannot <laughs> can't even say. You can't up. even say it without laughing. Look, I, mean, I love just... the I love the guys that that came up with this. That's the shit you thought was going to stick. Like that's what you wanted to call your favorite teams. Hang on, 
it's not not thought was going to stick for some reason it's kind of sticking and i don't know I, why i think i think it's a very very vocal minority that it's sticking with well yeah and I, obviously I, the the masses of the Titans fans wouldn't be calling them this, and the masses really don't even know about it. To be honest, it's the Titans Twitter for the most part, and Facebook and Reddit, I guess, wherever it's been posted now that have have seen it. But if I walked up to just a random guy at a Titans game, hey man, what the Tennessee Tickle Monsters? He'd be like, "What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about, bro? You think I'm on crack?" My, bro, the Broadway Bullies, I think is cool. I think that's I, a cool one. I I like alliteration. I think Broadway Bullies. Yeah, is I'm cool alliteration too. guy. So I I told but, Chris I want to wait till we. But what it needs to be organic, it needs to be organic. He said, What's the he, he asked me what was the one nickname they, they had organically in the last 10 years? And I was like, Uh, Smash and Dash. He said, No, MMCMB and the DBs. Oh, came up with that. Yeah. I forgot about that too. And we love that. Yeah, I mean, that was great. Dope. And so, the, it's something I think if they want a nickname, they would have to come up with it themselves. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's it's on us to come up with the nickname. Jeffrey Simmons today said he was against it. I think a lot so, of them I mean, are. They're probably they probably were they talking probably shit about in the locker room. They had yeah. to. Have. I cannot wait if we hear it from Lawan on the podcast, busting with the boys to see what he had to say about that. Yeah, he, he probably, probably likes it. Let's be honest. He probably loves it out of everybody on the Titans roster. Taylor Lawan is probably I just the one to hear that what he it. had to say about it. Um, I told them too. I was like, what, what's wrong with the Tennessee Tyrants? Like, the, it, yeah, it, they had it back in the day. Just bring it back. It's like uh, the steel curtain. That was a thing they yeah. had back way back in the day, but they still call the Steelers defense the steel curtain. I mean, and, and the thing is, you know what this defense is doing that that defense did a lot of? The Tennessee Tyrants defense? The red accents with Very the true. sleeves yeah. and all Very that. True. I took, according to the game Sunday, and that's one thing she said. She, you know, she didn't watch a whole lot on her phone the entire time, but she loved the red accents. And yeah. Dude, I, it, like it, it, I think, especially like in the all Navy. Or even I, I even think this week this weekend with the navy and the and light the, blue pants, like it looks intimidating. Yeah. It does. It doesn't Mike look Heath, like a tickle monster. <laughs> Mike Keith said tonight, trying to come up with a nickname. He he said he's been like behind the scenes, been calling him the three hundred, and he says he's been calling him that because it's from the like that Spartacus kind of Titan this Greek movie. And he said when you add up the numbers of the four defensive linemen, it adds up to three hundred. So he said it fits in with the Titan movie with the movie name, and if you add up all the defensive linemen's numbers, he said that's what it adds up to, starting defensive linemen. That's interesting. I thought so, too. Only so Mike Keith would put that together. It would not. 100%. That's a Mike <laughs> Keith thing. Yeah, I could care less about the name, to be honest, man. My nickname I want is Super Bowl Champs. That's the, that's the nickname I like. Yeah. I, I, that's all I care about is that. I don't care Next about stadium, it. Thought about thought about making a trip back in February. That was hard. That was hard when KB said that about enjoying SoFi. Each I'm not gonna, player, man, I don't. Yeah, I don't know who the Titans get their captions from, but each player has some pretty sick videos and some 100%. pretty sick captions that they post. And shout Tannehill out, is Don, awesome too. Shout out Donald Page for some sick Massive. photos, dude. Yes, dude. Donald, Donald has Donald some is sick the man. photos. Have you, bro? Have you seen him running around the field? Yeah. Donald is all over the place, man. I love cool. it, the Victory Monday videos that Vrabel has. You know, there's there's eight of them now. There's a lot of these videos we're seeing <laughs> on Mondays. You kind of see Donald in the back taking videos and pictures of it mm-hmm. in, in the locker room. But yeah, like you said, on the actual on the field, running around. Yeah, dude, he takes with our guy with with our guy Nate Bain too. I think though, like when he do y'all follow Donald on Instagram? Uh, I think so. 
he just the black and white photos are like even better than like the actual color photos he posts. Yeah, they're good, man. He's, they're sick. He's got to be the best in the game. I want to kind of I want to revert back real quick. Talking about the injuries um, and how well of a job Mike Vrabel has done to keep this team focused, to keep this team eight and two through eighty-two different guys that have been playing on the team this year. Surely, y'all, he's locked for coach of the year, correct? As of today. As of today, yeah, you would think. Who else is going to get it? Uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury's up there. Is LaFleur up there? I would say so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's some. Is McCarthy up there? Considering the league, the, the way the Cowboys have played Good compared to last season? He, uh, yeah, I think those four definitely. I think that's top. probably the four. I'm trying to it's think of. It's hard not to, to save Rabel right now, I think. Harbaugh Especially with after... the injuries that the Ravens have had? No, they just lost to the Dolphins. <laughs> no, I, th- I mean, I think right now it's it's Rabel and Kingsbury. Yeah. No, but no, I I agree, man. Kind of like what you said. And you can tell, too, by the way the team speaks in the postgame press conference, that, like, as soon as, that, as soon as they walk out of the locker room, they're already on to next week. No. You can you can you can tell because Austin, you mentioned it a couple weeks ago during I think it was the Rams game or maybe the game before. He's like, hey, because you texted you like you are like are y'all getting like that that like that different feeling, and and you can tell there's a sense of belief coming out of that locker room that there's just because like Kevin Byard said, he said we're not trying to prove everybody else wrong, we're trying to prove ourselves right. I was just about to say which it. means That's that they my are, favorite quote means they right already now. got it. Yeah, I totally it's agree. A fantastic quote, man. He doesn't care about the national attention, the national media, and, and the lack of attention right now for the Titans or the uh, – they're not a real 8-2 and two team. Uh, they're, they're overrated. They'll, they'll, they'll run out of gas. It's, we're not trying to prove anybody right. We just want to prove ourselves wrong. We just want to prove ourselves yep. right. And I think that's the, the best mentality that I have. Who cares what anybody says outside that building? Do your job it's, each day, come into work, get better, and on Sundays prove them wrong. It's totally different than the mantra that the locker room had. Uh, maybe it might have been Vrabel's first year or second year when they were four and one and they were begging for national attention in that locker room. And then they yeah. went and lost like two or three games. They lost yeah. all the, then they lost and they got hammered. But so now it's, it's totally different now. Yeah. I think I remember uh, Luan was one of the most outspoken ones about he was the winning national. Yeah. And then like after they lost those couple of games, he was like, yeah, I'm never going to bring that up again. <laughs> And I don't think he has. No. Mm-hmm. No, and I think, too, a lot of Titans fans, I mean, I have seen it everywhere on on Twitter. And I, I, there's times where it gets under my skin, but it's because it's when these analysts just say stupid shit, like things that just have no idea what they're talking about. Um, Keyshawn Johnson, they're not a real 8-2 and two team. What the fuck does that even mean? Jay, bro, Jay Williams. I mean, let's let's be honest, though. They're not a real 8-2 and two team. They're really a 9-1 and one team. They just didn't have any <laughs> players for the Jets game. That's true. Their one loss was that ass beating against Arizona. Um, and then he doubles down on Twitter and says, I think somebody said to him, do you even watch Titans games? He said, no, I don't. Like he, it was somebody from 104.5. Why do you talk about it? Yeah, I think it was J. Martin Ramon, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Why talk about it then? Don't even say, it could just say, hey, they're eight and two. I haven't watched it's not, it's just not in his DNA though. He thinks he's Keyshawn Johnson and he's gonna, you know, I know football more than you do, and I can say what it's I like, want and get away. It's with like it. Deion Sanders Jr. from a couple years ago. 
when they were going after Kevin Byard right after his all pro year. But what I was get at though is, you know, all these Titans fans who listen to this and and kind of get tore up about that, man, just worry about these kind of podcasts. Worry about what, you know, you, you listen to these podcasts for a reason and what we say and your local sports and media and your Broadway sports media and, and whatever else you read music city miracles worry about that that's the coverage you actually care about and want to read and you 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 tune into daily to see what we're giving you and what they're telling you who cares what the colin cowherds and stephen a smith say they're just going to gas you up it's 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 people like us who are grounded and level-headed and who are listening to the daily post practices and the um like you said chris the after the games and 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 kind of hearing what they say after the games that's that's all you should care about is that don't don't worry about what Stephen A. say. It's going to piss you off. While we're saying that, uh, just so everyone knows, DVOA is the worst uh, <laughs> statistic ever created for the NFL. Just want to make sure that that's out there. Chris, what I haven't even paid that what much attention DVOA? to DVOA. It's some stupid statistic. Uh, exactly. so you know, that's what I'm saying. Is you don't who, you don't even know what it it's is. Football Football Outsiders created it. Aaron Schatz, I hate uh, whoever that is perpetuates this nonsense on I can't stand it. Twitter that the Titans defense hasn't gotten any better this year from last year. So uh, Has them as which, the 18th best team in his power rankings. The Titans, he does. I think the Colts are 10. And, and let's be honest, uh, the Titans are the epitome of why analytics are usually wrong. And that's why you can't factor. I mean, and it's, it's, it's a Tennessee thing, right? Like uh, when the Grizzlies had the core four, um, they they were constantly like every every analytic that went against them, they proved wrong. Uh, the Titans do the same stuff. Like the, this is this is a team that's um, obviously going to use analytics. They've hired analytics people recently, but like the analytics don't always point to uh the ugly wins and the titans are the kings of the ugly win that's you know, facts i have a really good chance to go nine and two this sunday um i'm very excited to talk to you guys about the patriots game in two weeks it's be a really good game matt jones is playing some good football the patriots are man I, they still have to face the bills twice that could get really interesting uh who that's gonna be this uh, year yeah, Mike Heath was talking today, too. He said, presumably, if the Titans, you know, win the AFC South like they should, uh, one of the games next year is going to be at the winner of the AFC East. So, it's either at okay. Buffalo or at New England at, at one point next season. So, so this would be mm-hmm. like the ninth year in a row they'll play the Bills. Uh, yeah. Yeah, literally. And there's a very good chance that Baltimore comes to town next year as well. Man, that so is going to be a rowdy they, game, isn't it? They play that AFC yes. North winner. Correct. AFC North winner, uh, AFC East winner, and then most likely it'll be and the NFC. NFC East winner. So Dallas would be coming to Nashville next year. I think they come regardless. Though. I think we play the NFC East regardless next year. That I might be so it. Too. I think that the might East be is, is our division to play against yeah. next year. Yeah. Because yeah, 20- no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Because right now we're scheduled to go to Philly and to yeah. Washington. Yeah. And then Dallas and the Giants come to Nashville. Yeah, that right. uh, no, I don't. I don't want to look ahead or anything. Obviously, like, right, week to week. But yeah, that, I can't wait to talk about that Patriots game. Yeah, that's gonna be, be fun. Awesome. Make a second victory trip to the game. No doubt. Um, Pro Bowl voting has started. Has begun. Chris, do we have bold predictions on that? Any of us? 
of how many Pro Bowlers? Um, you do. How many? Uh, you predicted that the Titans will have six Pro Bowlers. Yay! There's a very good chance, man. There's a very good chance. Well, if Derek, I think was there's, still I think there could be four on offense. I mean, I'm oh, sorry, on defense alone. Defense, I'd yes. say, yeah. If Possibly Derek, five. If Derek was healthy, there's five. I don't know if Kern gets in. Randy Bullock, send Randy him. Bullock might though. Send him, send him. Big Dick KB, Randy might though. KB, Big Jeff, Danico, Harold. Who am I leaving out? I mean, I would David. I, David Long. I think, I think Christian Fulton, if he comes back strong the rest of the season, he, yeah, he's, he's got a dog. Man. I think Fulton's Fulton a dog. Needs, Chris, I think like Fulton needs like three picks to, to even have a chance, I think. David Long, essentially? He's got to do more. Like, there's going to be some name. He's not vote, a name. That's yeah, a thing. Vote bigger AFC. I don't even think they do about commerce anymore. Well, they do like no, a whole draft me. thing now, like the Michael Irvin draft, or like like the NBA, like the NBA does for the All Star game. Yeah, it's it's crazy how they do it now. It's, it's all about ratings. Pro Bowl anymore. I like the games that they do before the Pro Bowl, though. Kind of like the skills competitions; those are cool. They still do that. They they brought it back, yeah. But wasn't it like dodgeball? Yeah, it wasn't quite like how the NBA does. The NBA has a fantastic. There was a flag football too, right? I love those old videos mm-hmm. of like um, the the long, the longest pass, like you see with yeah like back in the day. McNair did it one year. Do you remember when the the receivers would run around? They had to catch one with one hand, stand on the circle, catch yeah. one with two hands, and all that. Yeah. That was cool too. Yeah. So yeah, I think right now there's four. I don't know if we get six. I think I was I think I was basing it off Henry and, and AJ if Tannehill, but I don't see them getting in at the moment. Pro Bowl is at Allegiant Stadium this year. Really? I had no idea. I had no idea it was going to Vegas. Uh let's see. I'll be a rowdy time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I can't find. No, they don't have much about the festivities. It's more or less just tickets right now. So, but it says it's going to be Vegas. So, definitely make a trip out of that. Nashville flies direct to Vegas. So, if you're trying to go to it, enjoy yourself. Have a good weekend. That's true. That is true. Um. All right. So, I, I'm going to say four at the moment. Probably, I think that's you know the four that we talked about, Chris. Yeah, I think that's the, my four. I mean, I, I even think Nico might be a, a stretch. Absolutely. Anybody from offense? As much as he, um, no. Derek and they, uh, he's not always there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any special teamers? Ola? Ola? Oh, that's a good one. That one year Brendan Trawick went. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, well, I, I forgot, forgot about that. that. I forgot all about that. That was funny. That was a good special teams unit. Send the dog Monty Rice, bro. Monty Rice having a good special teams year, honestly. Send, send Brady Breeze. I saw him send- shot out of the tunnel the other day. Send Dylan Cole out, man. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Man, I'm not gonna lie. So he got brought up to the active roster this week, and I was like, man, I'm going to. I knew he was from Missouri, uh, so I looked him up. I, I didn't know he was 27, dude. I thought this dude was like a, a UDFA or something. Young. I did too. Mike Mike Vrabel said in the post game that he spent four years with him in in Houston with the Texans. Oh, wow. No wonder he likes him so much. He said Dylan Cole, Michael, don't matter. Uh, what those, y'all are, those are my favorite memes, man. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine. They're the best. I agree. Uh, when uh, Shannon Sharp does it, it's it's absolute best. That's the best. Yeah. When Shannon does it, Uncle 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 Shay when he does it, the, 
The greatest. Uh, what did you guys learn last week? I learned that, to be quite honest with you, the, the Titans are legit no matter what. Uh, the fact, like, you know, you beat the Rams, you're like, okay, seven and two, you have a good chance to, to move forward now. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Beat the Saints, you know, you look good two weeks in a row out there, Henry. I learned that the Titans are legit. Um, and, man, did, did we get fooled by the Bengals? Like, I know they had a bye week, but, like, after the past couple weeks, and, like, because, like, last week I said Chargers, we still don't know if they're for real. Did, did we get fooled by the Bengals? And I still, man, question for y'all, are the Vikings good? Or they average? What's up with the Minnesota Vikings? Listen, the Vikings should be undefeated, Brett. My best friend is a diehard Vikings fan. So each week we're hearing about it, giving him shit, this and that. Dude, if you go look at their scores, I think the stat is they've lost five games this year by combined like 11 points, 13 points, something like that. Have you seen Kirk Cousins' stats, man? He's having a good year. Good year. I picked him up in fantasy. When Russell Wilson was, I was like, I'm a. It was Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr. They were both playing well at the time, and I've rode with Kirk. And each week, he's giving me at least 20 points a game. He's having a really good season. Okay, I, I have one more thing too, because you talked about Derek Carr, who for the first three weeks was an MVP candidate. Me and my brother keep talking about this every single week, whether it's on Thursday, Sunday, or Monday. Whoever the MVP candidate is that week just completely drops off. Because Tom dropped off this last week, Aaron dropped off, Derek got hurt. Kyler got hurt. Derek Carr's dropped off. Russell Wilson's dropped off. Josh Allen. Uh, who? Josh Allen dropped off. I mean, who in the world is the MVP right now? I mean, there's there's not one. And I think that we learned that there's no MVP front runner right now. I think I'd say Brady. I think. Um, wouldn't that be something? Forty-four years old and you in the NFL. My gosh, MVP? man. Yeah. But kind of going back on your point, though, Chris, about the uh, Brett, the Bengals, they play the Raiders this week, and I'm kind of bullish on the Raiders. I think they're obviously losing losing a lot of speed. Uh, it's in Las Vegas. I think the Bengals bounce back and win that. Uh, I think the Bengals can make the playoffs for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, but if they lose this one, it's going to send it back because the AFC, that that whole in the hunt is, is packed right now. Yeah, and I, I think, too – we learn if Zach Taylor is probably the future of that team or not. Which is surprising to me, man. I, I didn't think he'd actually be it. I don't know, because at one point they're like, okay, you know, Zach Taylor might be the coach of the year. But now it's kind of like, okay, it's one of those like when the Titans had malarkey, they're trying to, you know, get to that next step. Is that how the Cincinnati is with, with Zach Taylor? Or do they just have, you know, a bad couple of weeks now they're going to get back on track? Right. Chris, what'd you learn, man? Uh, so I learned two things. First of all, I learned I may be like able to predict the future uh, because <laughs> last year at the beginning of the season, I bought a Derrick Henry jersey and then he went for 2,000 yards. Uh, well, two weeks ago, I ordered a Jeffrey Simmons jersey and he has five sacks in the last two games uh, since I bought that. So, um, you know, it's, it's possible that I may be able to predict the future or something. Okay. Um, the second I like thing I learned uh, is that we may have seen the best wide receiver matchup this past weekend. Uh, and that was Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel. Uh, those two guys are absolutely lighting it up, and they're both so fun to watch. I agree. I tweeted Monday morning. Um, I dude, it's a toss up. It's honestly a coin flip. Who the offensive player of the year right now is right now in the league is, and I think it's between Cooper yeah. Cup and Debo. And stats say Cooper, but man, Debo is doing it all right now for that team. 
Debo's averaging like 18.6 yards per catch right now. Having a phenomenal year. But, I mean, statistically, I think Cooper like could easily like break NFL records this season. He's he like, it up. yeah, he, he, yeah. he can break like all of Calvin Johnson's records. Wow. Cooper, Cooper is first in the league in receiving yards with 1,141. Debo That's is nuts. second. Yeah, it is, man, through that many games. Debo is second with 979. So we got Cooper, what? Cooper, he's got – a little over, but, just uh, just under two hundred yards on him. We got like eight games. But left. De- Debo has like, hold on, but Debo has like thirty less catches or something, right? Uh, receptions. Cooper Cup has sixty three receptions. I-, I have to scroll down to answer your question. I'm sorry, Cooper Cup has eighty five receptions. Debo Samuel has fifty four. Mm. Cooper's got ten touchdowns. Debo's got five. Yeah, that's wild. It's up in the air, man. It's all the way up in the air. I would still – I mean, I still lean Cooper for sure. I tweeted Debo, man. but, I mean, it, it, the dude is keeping the 49ers afloat right now. Strict – because they still don't have a running game for whatever reason. No. I thought Elijah Mitchell would be it, and, and Mostert do. He's hurt they, now. They need to move on from him. From Mostert? He's they hurt every single day. He's hurt every single day. can't stay healthy. The last couple of years, yeah. he just cannot stay healthy. Uh, I thought well, Trey Sermon would be a lot bigger in, that, in, in their offense and, he, and what he is. Well, does that put Shanahan in question? Have y'all seen his record since he's taken over? He's got one winning season. Dude, it's awful. One winning season, yeah. Him and uh, – yeah. And, and John Lynch has made some questionable moves since being the GM. I think they, they've kind of right. – I think their last thing is Trey Lance. If it doesn't work out after that, they're gonna have to probably part ways. Yeah, I think. I, think so too. Uh, I really do. I think they've made some really bad decisions on the roster so front. I think so too, man. I don't know. I just don't believe. I, I'd be hot if John Robinson was like, "Hey, here's three first round picks." The next three years, it'd have to be a generational player. I mean, they're throwing their all their eggs in the basket for Trey Lance, and they could have had one in Mac Jones. They yeah. Have. Yep. Twitter bullied, Twitter bullied them into not taking Mac Jones. They could have. <laughs> um, I learned that the league has to stop pushing Cam Newton out of it because hey, Cam man. Newton can still play football. Yeah. Back. I love that they just whooped Arizona's ass on the road last week. And I love that Cam was the catalyst to kicking it off, too. It was incredible, man. Uh, McCaffrey had a good game, surprisingly, you know. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's only his eighth or ninth game since signing his contract extension. Good night. Like Good it's wild. Night. Yeah. Wow. Hey, I, I agree, Austin. It's to to no surprise, Robbie Anderson finally had his coming out party as a Carolina Panther, and I think it's strictly. Be- Did you see how much fun Robbie Anderson was having on the sideline? Yeah. He hasn't smiled like what that like that once. Did y'all see y'all Carolina? Have y'all seen the Island Boys? Yeah, I was gonna say it, Chris. <laughs> I was gonna say it. The Island Boy <laughs> meme with him and Cam was fantastic. Yeah, that one was awesome. That's Cam had meme. the quote. Of, he had the quote of the week when they said, "You know, how much of the playbook did you know?" He said, "I had two touchdowns worth." That's a hundred percent the quote of the I week. I love it. Yeah, man. I just, I'm happy for Cam. I've always been a Cam guy, and yeah. Super happy to see him. My one of my my favorite thing from the weekend was probably him scoring that first touchdown, ripping his helmet off, getting the penalty, I'm and just back. screaming, "I'm back!" That was awesome. That was good. I agree. Um, all right, let's move into bowl predictions. We were all 
dead ass wrong last week. That's yeah, before yeah, we all had Julio. Julio was yeah, one of my guy went on IR. Yeah, we had no idea he was going to be put on IR. Obviously, wow. um, I have mine. Uh, I'm going with a revenge game. Okay. Uh, Deontay Foreman has 100 yards. Love that. Total rushing or what? Rushing. Yep. 100 yards okay. rushing. Nice. Austin, you go ahead. I want to say AJ Brown. The Titans need him in, in the worst way to just to be more consistent. They got to find ways to, to get AJ involved. I've, I've always said that y'all know my stance on having a, a true number one receiver get the dude the ball. Every other team does it. I use Rodgers and Devontae Adams as my prime example, and there's other, you know, Allen and Diggs. Find A.J. Brown and give him the ball, no matter who's guarding him. Uh, so I think he has a much better game. It kind of gets back to his old ways. So I'm going to say 125 and a tutty. I'm going Titans defense holds the Texans offense to single-digit points. Under it's going to be under 10 points. It's going to be Titans, you know, they might not score 40, but they're going to control the game. You know, it might be like a you know 20 to 9, 20, 27 to, to 7, but they're going to hold them to single digit points this week. Love that. Yeah, I like our predictions. You got them typed up, Chris? For us to probably, you know, not hit on a them again of, next a week. A lot of red on this list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why they're bold predictions, man. If they yeah. were easy, they wouldn't be bold. But so it makes it fun. 100%. Well, Brett, I'm glad you joined, man. Uh, Chris, yeah. as always, it's been fun. Um, again, I, I, hopefully we put one out before Thanksgiving. There's no guarantees about that because usually our, our, our uh, post date is on Thursday. So who knows if we take the week off. Um, we'll, we'll figure it out. Hopefully not. But if not, uh, for those that are listening still, we appreciate it. Um, <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. Um, y'all got plans? What are y'all doing? And uh, spending, West Tennessee. Be careful. Shout out. Spending yeah. time with the family. Enjoying time with the fam for sure. What about you? Sitting here on baby watch, man. <laughs> How uh, How's that coming? This is good. We go Friday good. to do another uh, channel for the in, in, in inducement date. And we'll see. We should have a baby early December. So you got to enter a whole new world. I know it, man. Hey, know. but hey, it's perfect. It's perfect time for a Titan Super Bowl. So no doubt, I'll be changing diapers. Come into the world as a champion. Doing the podcast at the same time, <laughs> multitasking. Chris did it before, so I can do it too. Um, for Brett Bachelor, for Chris Carter, my name is Austin Nelson. We appreciate you listening to the Second Victory podcast. Make sure you get us on Twitter at Second and Victory. Make sure you get some merch. This certified Titans fan shirt is badass. Hey. I know, man. I'm rocking hey. it. Secondvictory.com. Go get it. As always, tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up. <laughs>